happy Wednesday morning. It's hump day, everybody. Hope you're ready. Mike, 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 Mike. Hey, coming up on today's show. How does the church combat its denial problem? Plus the latest news, random facts, and more. But first, it is October 16th. We got a few holidays we're looking at. It is National Dictionary Day. Who still uses a dictionary? I mean, I guess, I guess you could count it like when you Google a word or when the definition of a word, because they do pull that result from like a dictionary from like Merriam-Webster or something. But I mean, when was the last time you actually cracked open a hardcover dictionary? I remember doing that a lot when I was a kid. We had encyclopedias back when I was a kid too. You didn't Google nothing. You looked it up. You copied it. And you pretended like it was your own. Don't do that. Don't do stuff like that. That's cheating, children. It's also National Take Your Parents to Lunch Day. Uh, uh, uh. Show your parents you love them. Take them out for a nosh. And it's also National Boss Day, which uh, would be great if Mo was here so she could celebrate me. But she's not here, so she can't celebrate me. So I get nothing for National Boss Day. Literally the only person who... I could kind of say that I'm their boss, and she's not here. I'm not really your boss. It's hard to be a boss of someone when you don't pay them anything. <laughs> I don't get paid either, guys. Back off. If you love what we do here, speaking of money, <laughs> if you love what we do here on the Backrow Morning Show and Backrow Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. Depending on how much you're you're willing to, to donate each month, you'll get a cool incentive. Uh, but even if you give as little as $1 a month, you'll join our Facebook, our secret Facebook group. Well, not secret, I guess, but private Facebook group, uh, The Scoop, where you get a little bit of back, back behind the scenes knowledge. You get to know exactly what tracks are added every week to the station. And uh, every now and then we do an exclusive giveaway just for you guys. So uh, we're excited about that. But we hope that you can be a part of the ministry. Donate, especially if you are one of our, our uh, regular listeners. You know, Help us out. We're not asking for $40 a month like uh, other stations are. But if you're willing to give that much, please do. If you're willing to give more, we'd love it. But even as little as a buck a, a, buck a month will help us out. Let's do some artist updates, huh? So Lauren Daigle arrived home from her latest tour and was met by a mess. A couple weeks ago, she had posted that she had so much to do but was too tired to do it, so she just laid on the couch all day. Now it's caught up with her. She shared a picture of her apartment, and just about every square inch was covered in clothes and other items. The good news, the apartment is now clean. Lauren wrapped up the day by posting 5.5 hours later, it's finally clean. Ah, are you like that, like... Before you go on a vacation, do you want to make sure that your house is spotless? My wife is really like that. You know, she she wants to be able to come home to a clean house after that long vacation. She doesn't want to feel like that she just got off vacation and now she has to clean. I, I, I'm not as much that way. <laughs> I could really care less. But... I'm a slob, and so honestly, I probably wouldn't clean all that much anyway. As long as it's not like food everywhere, if it's just clothes and stuff, eh, it doesn't bother me as much. Thank goodness I'm married up. 
Uh, fun fact from Megan Garrett. I prefer my s'mores without the chocolate. Just grams and mallows. Mallows. Um, gross. Even that combination by itself without the chocolate sounds gross to me. Just a graham cracker with a marshmallow on it? No. No, I don't approve, Megan. I don't approve. It's a big step, but Crowder says it's time. He posted, well, everybody, I think it might be time to get rid of this. Attached was a picture of his Blockbuster membership card. Do you still have yours? Man, I got my Blockbuster card, like my first Blockbuster card as an adult. And then, like six months later, our store closed. They weren't all gone yet, you know, like the whole company hadn't phased out yet, but this was just like the one of the early rounds of closings in the in the the smaller areas. So I was bummed, man. I finally had my own. I'd grown up going to Blockbuster every week, man, every week for a video game and a movie. Video game and a movie. Mario Kart 64, uh Earthworm Jim. Remember that claymation fighting game that had Earthworm Jim in it? It also had Boogerman, whose whose uh, tagline was, "He thinks he's a hero, but he's not." <laughs> anyway, Blockbuster closed down. We got a Hollywood video after that. I oh, mean, I still think about that so fondly. Just going to the video store, picking out a couple movies. Getting some movie candy. And just having a good old evening, man. Just having a fun time. There's there you miss that aspect. You miss that aspect with like Redbox or or if you just focus on streaming services. Like there was the there was almost the thrill of the hunt, you know? Especially with new releases. Because you knew there would be an entire like section of all the the new popular releases and you prayed that there would be at least one tape or disc left and almost always there wasn't but whenever there was oh what a what a joy the the joy wellspring up in your heart man gosh <sighs> i just miss it man i miss the times i miss the 90s 90s were good. We didn't have all the conveniences that we have now, sure. But there were some things that you just miss, man. You just miss. Okay. Newsboys frontman Michael Tate is asking you to join him in prayer. He shared a picture this week and added, Me and my awesome big brother. He's He has been in jail for nearly 35 years of his life. He is a free man these days. Please. Pray for Nate. I remember him talking about his brother with the behind-the-scenes video for The Hard Way, which, uh, let's see, The Hard Way came out on Free at Last, which was the album before Jesus Freak. So Jesus Freak was 95, so I think Free at Last was in 93, 92 or 93. Uh, And so, yeah, that would have been just partway into that sentence at that point. So he spent all this time. Man, that's got to be hard. It's got to be hard to acclimate from that, too, coming back into society. Um, 
yeah. Pray for that. Pray for that man. I don't know. I don't you know. I don't know where he stands. Uh, I think the video from you know ninety three implied that he wasn't a believer, but who knows what's happened since then. Uh, but yeah, pray for Michael Tate and as for his brother Nate. Uh, that's a uh, that's an opportunity, man. That's an opportunity for God to come in, change, change some mindsets, change the future, give people hope. Could be a really good thing. Lastly, Mandisa shared a list of her favorite things. If I was only allowed one cuisine, it would be American. One author, Karen Kingsbury. One genre of music, worship. One TV show, Survivor. One place, my bed. One city, Honolulu. One season, spring. One game, football. One book of the Bible, Psalms. And one movie, Sleepless in Seattle. How about you? And uh, Mo, like as I told you on Monday, Mo was supposed to be here this week. Got to two hours before our recording session. And she called saying that she was sneezing and coughing up blood with a sinus infection or something. <coughs> so I was going to play this game with her and we would just share our, our, our if we were only allowed one, list. Uh, I guess I'll give you mine. If I was only allowed one cuisine... I think it would be Mexican, man. We're, we're, we're over here in New Mexico, so we got kind of got the best of the authentic Mexican. We got the best of the Tex-Mex. Got the best of the American Mexican versions, you know. If I could stay in the Mexican try, uh, the tri-Mexican food genre, that'd be great. One author, I'm a big Ted Decker fan, so I'll stick with him. Uh, one genre of music. See, that's hard. Especially as the uh, station manager of this radio station that does all the different genres. Oh, gosh. See, I want to say like, like, you know, louder rock, like, uh, or at least mid, mid loud rock, like skillet or, or thousand foot crutch. But, oh, gosh. But then I also like, you know, the sounds of Reliant K a lot. There are seasons where I just listen to stuff like that. Uh, I really like Al City, whatever genre he is. I guess he's synth pop or something like that. Um, then, like, then there's NF, which is one of my favorite artists of all time. And what he does is amazing, and his music is fantastic, but I don't genuinely, gener- generally prefer rap artists over other genres. Just just him, pretty much. Gosh, I can't answer that one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One genre of music, uh, just, uh, nope, I can't do it. One TV show. Okay. This one might be easier. And and it might surprise you, especially after I went off on how great Star Trek was yesterday. But I think if I only had one TV show for the rest of my life, I would pick Frasier. And I know that's not what most of you were thinking. Probably thinking the obvious go-tos like The Office or Friends or something. But, oh man, Frasier was fantastic. It lasted longer than any of those. It lasted 11 seasons. And it has, even when I was a kid and didn't understand the jokes, it made me laugh. 
I'm going to say Frazier, man. Frazier. If I was only allowed one place. Uh, that one's weird. So I guess it's not a it's not like a city or an area. It's like one place. She said my bed. Okay. No. If I was only allowed one place, it would be the edge of a pier. The edge of the Huntington Beach Pier. As long as nobody else was there. That would be my one place. If I was only allowed one city, I would say, of the cities that I've been to anyway, Portland. I really enjoyed Portland. Uh, if I was only allowed one season, hmm, we'll do fall. Fall in New Mexico is nice. It's cool, but you don't get bugged by the frozen over stuff. Uh, you don't really need a jacket. At least I don't really need a jacket. But it's not sweltering. You don't get sweaty and hot all the time. Uh, one game. One game. Like, she wrote football. So that implies, like, sports is fine. And I would say, like, you know, wrestling. But then again, that's fixed. So there's no real game to it. Shoot. I don't know. Angry Birds. <laughs> I don't play Angry Birds in 2019. One book of the Bible, Proverbs, and one movie, Back to the Future. No ifs, ands, or buts right there. Uh, yeah, that's my list. What's your list? I want to, uh, well, you know, shout it out. Hope you've been playing along. Here's some news. A woman was escorted off a Delta plane by police on Saturday after she somehow managed to board the flight without a valid ID or boarding pass at the Orlando International Airport in Florida. Sylvia Richter was discovered when another passenger, Jenny Clemens, noticed Richter was in her seat and wouldn't move because she insisted the seat was hers. According to ABC affiliate WFTV, uh, when a flight attendant tried to resolve the conflict, Richter was unable to produce a ticket or ID to prove she was in the right seat. The flight eventually took off almost three hours later than scheduled and made it to its destination in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, how on earth does that happen? Like, I understand how Delta would let them on. Delta just, Delta's, I mean, if you work for Delta, no offense, but all the biggest problems that have happened in the last several years you kind of just assume whenever you hear a news story about something going wrong on a plane, it's a Delta plane. Uh, but what's, I mean, we were, uh, I, I was at Orlando international airport. Okay. A couple weeks ago. I don't see how anybody made it past security without an ID. They were so thorough uncomfortably so and there were so many lines to get through and so much blocking that path I don't see how anybody could have made it on the other side of that without showing an ID and a boarding pass so I don't know what I, I'm really interested in the story I'm really interested in knowing how and why she did this and also, why would she go to a Delta flight who, 
you know, books the seats specifically. Why wouldn't you go to a United flight or something? Or, or Southwest, not United, Southwest. That doesn't have assigned seating. You just kind of all pile in. When we come back, five random facts and some more news. Stick around for that. Uh, it is Hip Hop Hump Day. So we're diving into a music block and we're going to kick it off with three songs, rap, hip hop artists from yesterday and today. Stick around. Hey, have you heard? We're so glad that you're listening to the Back Row Morning Show in its podcast form. But we hear there's actually an entire radio station that plays some amazing Christian music throughout the show and all day long. We've heard and now you have too. Join us at BackRowRadio.com and stream online or download our free app for iPhone and Android. Backrow Radio, Christian music in every flavor. We're trapped in this hole! Calm down. We're not trapped. I have everything figured out. What do you mean? It's 50 feet down and the walls are too slick to climb out. Yes, but I have books. Books? Yeah, on how to build elevators. See here? Chapter 1, dig a deep shaft. We're in a deep shaft. Yeah, that means we're halfway finished already. Help! See now here, chapters 2, 3, and 4 are all on doors. We don't need those chapters. Hey, there's someone up there. Wow, we're halfway through this book already. Forget the book. There's someone up there lowering a rope. I don't need any help. I can do this by myself. All I need is a large piston and a metal platform. I'm grabbing the rope. You're a wimp. I'm not a wimp for accepting help when it's the only way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let's see. We need 3,000 gallons of oil. Well, if we dig deeper... Grab the rope. God doesn't want you separated from him. That's why he's reaching out to you. Have you taken his hand? Back to the back row morning show here on this Wednesday morning. Glad to have you with us. Uh, Mo was supposed to be here, so I had planned for us to play a game during this time, uh, but I guess we can't really do that. It wouldn't really be a whole lot of fun for you just to sit there and listen to me play a game by myself. So uh, instead, we're going to do some random facts. We've got some more news for you. Five random facts. Dextrophobia is the morbid fear of having things to the right side of your body. Astronauts aboard the International Space Station celebrate Christmas. Not only do they get the day off, but they also have presents delivered to them in space and spend the day eating together while they unwrap gifts. That's lovely. That's lovely. New York City's Washington Square Park was formerly a cemetery. An estimated 20,000 plus bodies are buried beneath it. So that's 
uncomfortable. During the Cold War, President Ronald Reagan and Soviet Premier Mikhail Gorbachev agreed to set aside their differences if the world was ever invaded by aliens. And lastly, Sweden has a ski-through McDonald's. <laughs> Got some news for you. A new survey of 20,000 Americans that asked how much water they consumed on average found that they were three times more likely to feel very happy if they reported drinking enough water. The results show that 67% of respondents who drank more than enough water evaluated themselves as very happy, whereas only 21% of those who said they didn't drink enough water said that they were very happy. The 10-plus glasses-a-day drinkers were statistically the most likely to be very happy. The results also showed a steady increase in very happy respondents as the number of glasses of water consumed went up. If you feel like you've been spending more time sitting in the drive-thru lane lately, it's not just your head. In your head. <laughs> it's not just in your head. According to a recent survey, fast food drive throughs across the country are getting slower due to a combination of factors, including a higher volume of orders. What is this thing? including a higher volume of orders and more complex items. This year, QSR evaluated drive-thru uh, drive windows at Arby's, Burger King, Carl's Jr.'s, Dunkin', Hardee's, KFC, McDonald's, Taco Bell, and Wendy's. In 2018, Burger King got its orders out the fastest with an average time of 193 seconds, while McDonald's and Chick-fil-A were the slowest. QSR attributed this mainly to the popularity of both restaurants, which often have busy lines, for real you go to any Chick-fil-A, especially like around a normal meal hour, that line, it's usually a double line, and it is wrapping around the building. People out in the street in line. So I, I get that it's a bit slow. QSR attributed this mainly to, like I said, the uh, popularity of both. This year, the average speed for all quick service chains was 255 seconds, 20 seconds longer than last year's average so i totally get this especially like in the case of taco bell um you know taco bell has all the different menu items and that's fine but they recently came out with the app too in which you can crazy customize pretty much everything on the menu and so imagine working at taco bell and you're consistently getting all the stuff that you know how to make real quick the right way and then now you're adding all kinds of weird stuff to, you know, this taco that you've never added before. That's going to slow you down. You don't get that quick, produ you know, production thing, you know, like, like McDonald's. You know, McDonald's originally they were so fast because they had this, this moving line that just kept making the burgers all the same. And different people doing the exact same thing over and over again. So the repetition was what made it fast. Now you don't have that repetition anymore because they've gotten more and more into this have it your way to the extreme at all these restaurants. And so, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get how that would be the case. But that's not really the case at Chick-fil-A. I mean, you can customize things like add extra pickles or no pickles or stuff like that, but their, their customization isn't all that drastic. I think Chick-fil-A is just so super dang popular. Uh, Chick-fil-A, come to Clovis, New Mexico, please. We would really like one here, and it would make a lot of money. Over the last month, the residents of Tulsa, Oklahoma, have been puzzled by a series of digital billboards, all sporting the same simple message. Uh, a sweet one. Amy, 
I Love You More. 41-year-old Josh Wilson had originally signed a year-long lease on the billboards back in January as a means of advertising his company, Living Water Irrigation. Upon reviewing his data in August, however, Wilson found that the billboards weren't helping his business very much. Since his contract required him to continue paying for the ads until January of next year, he simply decided to use the billboards to tell Amy Jones, his wife of two years, just how much he loved her. Oh, so sweet. Way to make the rest of us look like scum. (laughs) When we come back, believers have a problem with denial and wearing masks. Where do we begin to solve this problem? But first, we're taking a music break, and we're going to kick this break off with three songs. Rap, hip-hop songs from yesterday and today. Enjoy. See you at the top of the hour. Saturday morning cartoons. Six hours of classic Christian rock, rap, and pop every week at 8 a.m. Eastern. Only on Radio. morning show here on this Wednesday morning. Last week, I got the opportunity to go live with Honest Youth Pastor on Instagram. He's a big deal over there, and he's been interviewing a lot of uh, what I call mid-level Christian personalities and accounts, uh, like Christian artist Hillary Jane, comedian Jaron Myers. He was the dude behind that Chick-fil-A rap uh, uh, last year or a couple years ago. The mind behind Memes for Jesus, he was written, he was on one of the shows. Uh, Michael something or other. Uh, but this week, we've been sharing parts of that interview with you, ending with today, uh, where we discuss some of the ways to combat denial and fake masks in the church. If you want to catch the whole video, it's now available on YouTube. Just search for the Honest Youth Pastors channel. Uh, but let's dive right in. I mean, if we want people to realize how great our God is, right? So how, in the deepest pit he can bring you out of, I mean, we need to be really open about it. I mean, and like you said, you're not telling everybody that uh, most of the time. I mean, most of the time it's going to be that group of people that you're in the body with, but yeah. being okay with that. Like, I mean, so how do you think, let's follow up question to that, and I didn't warn you that this was going, but so follow up, what do you think are the best ways then to, to initiate that. So like we've already acknowledged, I think everybody knows that we need to be more open. So what are ways that you've seen or maybe you're a part of that people can learn from that you say, okay, well, we know what the problem is. Let's, let's start some solutions to it. Essentially, what I would say to start with is just a baseline would be active small groups. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of churches have, you know, what they call maybe life groups or something like that. It originally started as a Sunday school class or something yeah. like that. <laughs> we just changed uh, the name. But, but where, where you not only meet on Sundays, but you actually go and do things together throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had a, a um, we started a program called Celebrate Recovery at our church. And this was a program that I started going to when I was um, working in my addiction uh, at, at a different church. Uh, but we started one at our church, and all of us leaders, uh, most of the people that are in the program who start to be leaders uh, when you just started in a church, they've never been through the program before. They're just willing to kind of facilitate what they can. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody that I've ever known who joins that program just to help, not to be involved, eventually God gets them to realize, hey, you're struggling with this too. Why don't you do the program while you're here? Uh, and so what we what we did is what we decided is that our small group of the church, uh, which was also the mostly made up of the same people that were helping out with Celebrate Recovery, mm-hmm. we're going to do this study together. We're going to there's a there's a an outside of the normal meeting. There's a step study thing with four workbooks and where you're really ad, asking some very tough questions about your past, about your present, about mm-hmm. uh, what you want for the future, and you're expected to. Speak Speak your answers out loud in front of everybody in the group, and split, separate into men and women. But, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, to be open and honest. And so we're like, let's do this together. We'll just lay all of our garbage out on the table, and we'll see what God does with it. And God grew us closer together. I've never been that close to people in church before, to anybody in church before. Mm-hmm. And just just that willingness to be open, to know that we're all flawed, to know what our struggles are so we can help protect each other when things come up that we know, oh, I know that that might uh, trigger them, that might uh, make them depressed when something mm-hmm. comes up, or seeing a certain person, you know, it might make their day bad. Let's go alongside them and make sure that they're okay. All that kind of thing where we're aware Mm-hmm. of what everybody else is dealing with at any given moment we can be empathetic to a point that we never have gotten to before in church mm-hmm. to to where we can really feel what other people are feeling which is exactly what i think god meant for us mm-hmm. to do as yeah, a church amen. you know he wanted us to be uh when he calls us one body you know we're, i'm aware of my arms i'm aware of my legs i'm aware mm-hmm. of everything that's happening uh, and that's that's kind of what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be active and aware of each other and protecting each other, uh, not just outwardly, but inwardly in the mm-hmm. heart. And so a small group situation where it is designed to make you open up, I think, is the ideal starting point. And it's really quick, man. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, if you can do that over a couple months, you're set, with yeah. that group of people. You're set with growing. You're set with, with with understanding and having empathy. And it really changes your perspective of the unbelieving world. You know, when I see people who, who you know, all, all I, I can list all the different issues that we have. But when I see other people that so, so firmly believe that their position is right, but it's against God, I don't come at it anymore as seeing, uh, oh, they're an enemy of God, you know, and, and I should shout them down and argue them out and all that. I see it as, I wonder how they got to that point. I wonder what mm-hmm. happened in their life that led them to that conclusion. And, yeah. and thinking in that mind frame can, can help you realize what, what tragedy, what struggle, what pain they got through mm-hmm. that led them there and help you then to reach out to them yeah. in a way that is more loving, more caring, more, more um, focused on their soul and not their sins, mm-hmm. you know? 
And so, yeah, small group, small group that is designed to make you open up. Nice. Super well said there, too, about their soul and not their sins. That's very insightful. Um, I would imagine, too, I mean, I don't know if this has happened, but when you were talking, I would imagine that maybe, too, since you're already being open with other Christians in your church that obviously have a myriad of other things that they've been through that aren't maybe your experience, um, they're probably have gone through something that maybe one of your unbeliever friends have gone through and you can say, Hey, I've got, I know somebody that's, I mean, it just seems like to me that would be, you know, if God can use a Twitter and Instagram account, God can use an open, you know, open group that where, Hey, I, I haven't been through this, but you know, I can tell you that somebody that has, and they, you know, it actually brought them closer to God or something like that. And it just, I just mm-hmm. can see that working out in so many different ways that uh, again, we don't anticipate, but when we are open with one another, when we're actually the body, like you said, I mean, so mm-hmm. it's not just Sally that I go to church with. It's like, I, like you said, I know what triggers you. I know what you've been through. I care. I actually care about you. You're not just somebody I go to church with. I actually care yeah. about your, your, you, who you Absolutely. are. Um, Absolutely. And I think that, like you said, it makes you so much more empathetic because you know, not only what they've gone through, but like what you said, what triggers them. So you know, hey, this is probably going to – they're going to have a struggle this week because of that. And you can actually be there for them, which is just, again, we say that, you know, let's do life, which is a cliff, you know, cliche phrase. But, I mean, that's really what yeah. it is. It's, yeah. you know, you're, you're living with those people. And this, I can't tell you how helpful for me just having a group of guys to talk mm-hmm. through things has been for – I mean, there's been times – I've told my wife this before, and I've, I've told my pastor once. There's been times – I have a son – uh, he, he's three and occasionally he cries and he wants to go to the nursery. And I've been like, Hey, I'll take him because the other guys are in there with their kids. And I'm like, I want to go chat with them because I'm not going to have time. This week to talk to them. I'll take the kid. But I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's, you know, I think the church really craves that, that, you know, that, that community. And yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Like just from what you said, where just getting to know people, especially like you said, in that, that, that situation where it's forced, like, you're here, yeah. we're going to deal with your junk. It's not a surprise. This is what we're doing. Um, just what amazing things that can do. Is there, I mean, obviously, you don't want to get into anybody's story personally, but is there something in the next, maybe we got about 10 minutes here, that you can say that came from a, a situation in a group like that that was um, that changed the whole course of maybe somebody's life? Do you have anything like that? Well, as I said, you know, we're, we've, we're very active with Celebrate Recovery. We're... we're uh... Becker Radios uh, hypes that all the time because uh, I lead. I now lead. I'm now the ministry leader of the Celebrate Recovery at my church. And uh, Megan Mo was uh, uh, up until recently a uh, state representative because this is a program that's you know worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, state representative for New Mexico, and um, our group is made up of both people that come of their own volition mm-hmm. and people that are required to come by the state. So we actually actively get a lot of unbelievers that walk into our church. Because they have to. Every single week. Yeah, every single week because they have to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I'd love to say that, you know, all of them find healing and all of them find God mm-hmm. and it's great. And, you know, of course, that's not the case. But every now and then, every now and then, every few months, we get somebody where they have now experienced a community that is completely unlike anything else. Because Celebrate Recovery is essentially an entire church service. You know, it's, it's recovery-themed, but it's essentially a whole service. It's an entire night. And it's church like, it's, like I feel like it's supposed to be. Because everybody comes in there knowing mm-hmm. we're all messed up. 
Yeah. <laughs> and there's so, no hiding it. Uh, yeah, there's no hiding it. And you can you should see how that unhinders you in worship, man. My my uh, my worship pastor John he he he's he leads it for CR and for Sunday. Mm-hmm. He prays prays that one Sunday he'll have a Sunday that's like a Thursday night any given week because wow. they, these people yeah. just it, it unhinders you it unhinders that burden you really feel uh, what God is trying to talk to you you know you're not there by mistake mm-hmm. and to see that to for an unbeliever to see that to see that change to see that openness and to see Christians acting in a way that you don't see outwardly at a normal church service or from Christians in the media or anything mm-hmm. like that it changes their perspective of what faith is, what God is, what God can be in your life. And so every now and then, man, it clicks with somebody mm-hmm. and they accept Christ and they really start working. And it's, it starts with the fact that they've seen people be open and honest, that mm-hmm. they're, they're Christians that don't pretend, pretend to be perfect yeah. and that don't judge you for the garbage in your past because mm-hmm. they have that garbage too and they're willing yeah. to admit to it and own up to it, wear your heart on your sleeve kind of thing. Yeah, uh, and again, that that reminds me of NF because that's exactly what you know he does with lots of his songs. <laughs> yeah, that's why he says he's popular because he wears his heart on his sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that is really the mindset that you need to to be in. I think uh, for a lot of these, for a lot of unbelievers, when all you see from all the other sides and every other part of the world is just angry Christians, you know, mm-hmm. angry Christians yelling. And unfortunately, and, and, and I know that that's not the majority of believers all the time. You know, we see the media, you know, will often put the, the loudest, yeah, uh, makes most, the most annoying noise. Christians yeah, out on the front. And there are, there are quite a few people that are very loving and very uh, uh, empathetic. But you don't see that when you're not a part of it. Yeah. And so I think to, to, to see that vulnerability, that's, that's something that a lot of uh, unbelievers do need to see. Uh, and so I, I always try whenever whenever I see somebody make a a uh, a decision for Christ in our program, which uh, happens usually a couple times a year. Uh, I always try to really make sure that I follow up with them and that we keep them active and keep them encouraged and try and walk them through both a new belief system and yeah. uh, their recovery process to keep them coming back. So uh, I mean. Oh, did that answer the question? Yeah, no, you're, I'm you're sure. good. I kind of went on, a, kind of went on a tangent of my own. No, you're good. <laughs> and I, I don't want to interrupt you when you're saying it, but like the whole worship part of it. I mean, I remember we had to celebrate recovery at the church that uh, my parents went to when I was in high school. And I remember as a teenager, there was a distinct difference in worship between the people that came, you know, had been in church forever and those people that came on Sunday morning that were through that program. I mean, I remember because mm-hmm. it was it was an old Methodist church. And I mean, it was just uh, da, 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 like media, like just singing the hymns in the same note the whole time at the same volume. <laughs> and then these guys came in from Celebrate Recovery. I mean, hands up, loud mm-hmm. praise. I mean, because they knew how much they had been forgiven, and they they, they couldn't hold that in. I mean, they they knew yeah, exactly. They wanted to praise exactly. And it was uh, it was a little mind blowing for me as a teenager. Going, well, okay, this is distinctively different. What is <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, I'm kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not sure which side I need to be like, on. This guy's shouting for Jesus with his hands up, and Ethel's over here singing the same hymn she sang for the last 50 years. I don't know what's going on. And, like, I mean, I mean, obviously, as I've grown up in that process and seeing that happen in people's lives, I mean, there's a distinct – I mean, it's crazy different uh, how people mm-hmm. worship. So uh, before we get cut off here, I want to make sure that people have an opportunity – 
Uh, is there a way to uh, maybe support this back row radio if they were interested in doing that? Maybe. Absolutely. Um, back row radio doesn't exist without our Patreons. Uh, we, we luckily had a, a good group of Patreons that helped us start. Um, and so currently we're, we're making enough through our donations, uh, that we're able to keep it running and add a few songs, uh, each week. Um, but we would like to do a whole lot more with it. Uh, our current goal, Patreon goal is to make it to about $600 a month in donations, uh, which would enable us to do a whole lot more, enable us to do uh, more interviews and upgrade some of our falling apart equipment and, uh, and advertise a little bit too, but uh, also make some stuff, give some stuff away, do some more giveaways and things of that nature. Really fun stuff that, that uh, big radio stations get to do all the time. And, <laughs> and uh, we try and do here and there when we can. So yeah. that would be, you know, the normal Patreon, patreon.com slash back row radio. Uh, we also have a link, a link tree uh, page. On that, your you page know, link, yeah. yeah. Link tree back row radio on our Instagram page. That's got all the links to everything that we do, including the Patreon page. But uh, it's uh that's that's the main way to support. Other than that, word of mouth, spreading spreading the word that the radio station exists, giving it a listen yourself, mm -hmm. uh, stream it in your car, stream it on, in your work. Uh, you know, have a have a good old time. Yeah. I've streamed it a few it. times, and you're not joking. Like it goes from one genre to the next genre to the next genre to the next. Like it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. So it was it was it was interesting. Like <laughs> but it was said, fun, right? Yes, yeah. it was fun. And there were like <laughs> well, I'm talking about the indie radio, like the indie songs too. I mean, there were a lot of stuff on there. I mean, I have frankly never heard before in my life, but it was it was good. Like it was good good music. So um, yeah, we do that with the indie. We also like to do that with the mainstream artists and throw some some deep tracks in there from the albums that mm -hmm. you know never made it to radio that were amazing stuff too. Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of that as well, uh, and we have a you know we have some of the best stuff out there. We have you know the mainstream and the singles and whatnot mm -hmm. in there too mixed in. You know, it's not all new stuff. Yeah. You, you'll you'll find a good balance, but yeah, we we enjoy it. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, we're, before we get cut off here, I want to thank you for being on here. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate what you Absolutely. do. It's just been really interesting to see the journey from the Twitter account to a, yeah. to an online radio station and just that whole story between there. So, thank you for sharing that with us. I appreciate it's a strange it. one, yeah, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me on, man. No problem. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. All right, God bless. Have it. All right, guys, so that was uh, Backroom Radio. Make sure you go just check out their page. Like you said, stream that, uh, check it out, and if you like it, go support them. Um, interesting idea. Like you said, it's, there's not a lot of stuff out there like what they're doing, so check that out as well. And that is all for today. That is, that is it for the clips. Uh, remember, you can see the whole thing. Uh, which there's a little bit more than what we've shared with you this week. Uh, you can check that out on YouTube. Just go check out uh, Honest Youth Pastor on YouTube. Check him out on Instagram. Give him a follow. He's hilarious. He's one of them 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 meme lords out there just, just uh, killing it, making us laugh every day, every dang day. Uh, Honest Youth Pastor. He's been around, been in the game for a long time. Stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Back Row Radio is a commercial-free ministry that is partially funded by our Patreon donors. If you like what we do here at Back Row Radio and you'd like to support us financially, please visit patreon.com slash backrowradio.
back to the Back Row Morning Show as we close out your show for the day. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day, Psalm 1914. May these words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And thought for the day comes from CCM Magazine. God is not going to rewrite the Bible for your generation. Stop trying to change scripture when it's written to change you. Boom. Thank you for joining us. We're here every Monday through Thursday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore at 10 Eastern and 7 Pacific podcasts, usually available in the afternoon at Spotify, uh, Podbean, uh, iTunes, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, wherever, you know. Uh, join us uh, over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by following us at Back Row Radio. Join us over on the Facebooks in our uh, laughter-inducing community, Back Row Baptist Church. Uh, search for groups uh, that way. Go to brbchurch.com for a quick link. Uh, if you love what we do here on the Back Row Morning Show and Back Row Radio as a whole, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash Radio. Android users. It's time to download our brand new app and replace the old one on your phones. Go to the Play Store and search Back Row Radio. Both apps will likely still come up, but look for the one with our little ice cream cone mascot dude on it. Uh, that's the new one. iPhone users, the new app should be available for you soon as well, hopefully before the end of the month. But for now, you can still use the old app. That is it for today's show. Uh, I will be back tomorrow, so join me, won't you? Until then, bye.